0: Well, good evening, my fellow travelers. Here we are, another evening with the Course of Love. We are currently reading from the first treatise, A Treatise on the Art of Thought. This evening, we'll be reading Chapter 6, The Act of Prayer. Relatively short, so I think we're going to read through it. And then, as usual, we'll leave the floor open for sharing, dialoguing, whatever comes to you through your heart whether it's something read in this chapter or something that's pressing that needs to be said, felt in your heart. The floor is always open for us to share in the dialogue. So, a little centering prayer. Just a few words to get us settled in. And take a nice deep breath and just relax. And now proclaim for all of us. Anchored in faith, we claim peace to keep us pain, patient and positive. Guidance to show us the way. Healing to claim our wholeness. And abundant supply to meet our every need. Anchored in faith, reclaim the peace. Just let those words settle in. Anchored in faith, reclaim the peace. That's ours, that we forget the peace within. When we let the everyday human incidents, occurrences, Ups and downs of daily life get in the way. Even the good time when we manage to get so absorbed, we forget why we're wanting and to say thank you with gratitude. And the bad times, when we forget to say thank you for these opportunities for my soul's growth. And that's what we're here, that's what it's all about. We chose to be here in this dimension. But we're not alone. We have God. We have Mother Mary. We have Jesus. And all the saints and all, all the guardian angels we have, they're always there. We're never alone. Never truly alone. So when we bring our minds and our hearts together in wholeheartedness, we feel it We feel that love We know it But we forget In our human Form We forget But something opens up our heart again and says no You are loved You are cared for You are not alone I'm always there with you And I say thank you Father Thank you so, With those words, we'll get going. So may I assume that everybody's reading tonight, Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria? Hello. You may assume. Reverend Bill.
1: We're on mute, but so we will. We will read. I will read. Gloria, oh. do you want to read? It?
2: Yeah, I will. <coughs> All right. Good. And we All welcome right, it.
0: I have the tones on, so if someone comes in, we'll know, and then after a while, I'll shut them down. Okay, Okay. so we concluded last week in the choice for love, and the very last sentence he said to us, well, what he says, Mindfulness and wholeheartedness are but different expressions of the union of mind and heart. Mindfulness will aid you in remembering. Wholeheartedness will aid you in reconciling the laws of God with the laws of man. Through mindfulness, you will remember who you are. Through wholehearted, wholeheartedness, you will be who, who you are. It is in this way that you will enter a time of miracle, put an end to suffering, and thus return to Begin to return to love. So if you're not reading, would you please be conscious of muting your phone? So, Judy, you want to start us off? You know, what I think we'll read two paragraphs each. This way. It's short. It's only nine paragraphs. So, two, four, six, eight. Oh, then I'll maybe pick up one. Okay, two paragraphs each. Oh, wait. Hello? Oh, okay, we're writing. Hello, this is Miguel. We're here. Oh, great, Miguel.
3: Miguel. We were
0: just going to start reading Chapter 6, The Act of Prayer. Yeah. Would you like to join the read? It's a short uh, section. It's only nine paragraphs. Would you like to join the reading list? Oh, great. Okay. So, all right. We'll just do one each and keep rolling until it gets done. Okay? How's that? Okay, Judy, you want to start us off? Thank you. Okie dokie. The thought
4: system of the ego mind is a learned system, and this is why it can be unlearned. The thought system of the truth is always present, as the truth is always present, and can be neither learned nor unlearned. It will thus be revealed to you as soon as the learned thought system ceases to block its realization. Bill?
1: How is this revelation to take place? It will begin by learning the art of thought as the act of prayer. We have spoken already of memory here and have presented the acts of reproducing and recollecting that are involved with memory as acts of creation. Prayer is but reproducing and recollecting a divine memory and divine memory cannot help but produce a divine outcome. <clears> that in another way, prayer reproduces the truth and allows the truth to exist as it is. Prayer does this because it is the act of consciously choosing union Choosing union moves you into the real state of the, the real state of quote, all, end quote, from the unreal state of the in between. Only from within a state that is real can anything happen in truth.
2: Thus, prayer must be redefined as the act of consciously choosing Union: With this definition, you can see how your life <clears throat> can become a prayer. This doesn't negate the fact that a prayer is also a constant dialogue of asking, being answered and responding. This is the aspect of prayer that makes of end. This is the aspect of prayer that makes of it an act of creation.
5: A prayer and miracles work hand in hand once both are seen for what they are. Do not forget that union, what union is. Union is the mind and heart being joined in wholeheartedness. It is your union with yourself. Union with yourself is union with God. Thus, your concentration must not stray back to old concepts of prayer or reaching God through the intercession of prayer as if God were separate from you and accessible only through a specific means of communication. You can see there, perhaps, how this attitude toward prayer came about, as it it is like much you have learned, close to the truth without being the truth.
0: Mm Judy?
4: Oh, sorry. To use prayer only as a means of reaching out to a God seen as separate is to attempt to use what cannot be used. Such ideas of prayer have had credence because this reaching out does at least recognize that there is something to reach out to. Such ideas of prayer have long been opening doors for those who are ready to walk through them to a real relationship with God himself. But this is not the concept of prayer of which we speak, nor one that can reasonably be called a way of life or likened to the art of thought. Prayers such as these emanate from either heart or mind and have not the power of the wholehearted. Prayers such as these emanate from the state of fear that is the reality of the separated self.
1: To pray out of fear is not to pray at all because such prayer chooses not the union that is the prerequisite. To pray out of fear is to ask from an unreal state of lack for what is seen as missing or desired. In contrast, true prayer formed in union is a means of creating, recollecting, or recalling a divine memory and transforming that divine memory into a present moment experience.
2: Take seven. Memory is valuable to us now because it relies not in perception, a perception where all that we were available to you. Each experience will begin and end and have no ability to relate to anything else at all. Without memory, what you learn one day will be gone the next. A person you met one day, you will not <clears throat> know the next. Thus, memory allows relationship. Memory is how <clears throat> you relate to past experience. It's what makes each individual unique. A family can share many similar experiences without relating to them in the same way. It is the way experience is related to through memory, which shapes the different personalities, past, and thus future experiences of each of you, past.
5: So what happens when memories of past experiences are revisited under the all encompassing umbrella of a new way of thought? The different personalities become one. Different paths become one path. The future experience, the future experiences become one, and mm-hmm. in this oneness is peace is everlasting.
0: Jude, do you want to finish? Hello,
4: sorry, I was yeah, sorry there. I was muted. What happens? when this oneness is accomplished, is that divine memories arise to replace perception. This is miracle mindedness. The accomplishment of this state of being is the reason for which you are here. It is your return to yourself. It heralds the return of heaven through the second coming of Christ, the energy that will bridge the two worlds. Wow, that was huge.
0: Yep.
3: Hmm.
0: I love where he reminds us that for prayer and miracles work hand in hand. Once both are seen for what they are, do not forget what union is. Union is the mind and heart being joined in wholeheartedness. It is your union with your true self. Ah. How can I forget and that? Union.
4: Yeah. And union with our true self is union with God.
0: Right, exactly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And that is what we're after, after all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know for me it's so easy to forget that. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. um, I actually, you know, lapse back into my old uh, way through my Christian my Catholic upbringing or pray for something. And when I really get to that point, I'm on my knees. Praying, God, help me. But I say it different now. I hand it over. I say, I give it to you, God. But who am I giving it to? I'm giving it to myself. <laughs> I am one with God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you, it's just that it's ingrained somewhere. All the years, I, you know, pray to get. Mm. Yeah. I want peace, I want joy. God, give me peace, give me joy. (laughs) It's all (laughs) myself. (laughs) It's all myself.
1: Well, it's not much of a stretch to recognize the Holy Spirit is... Within our right mind, our right mindedness. And this prayer, or prayer, is as he's told us so clearly and so simply, our prayer is accessing our oneness. And this would include, I'd suggest, all 8 billion of us having our requests for the truth, whether known in this manner or not, and experiencing it and that, that each one of us could have a what looks like a different experience of, a different exp- means of, or different expression of answered prayer and all be lit up by the same experience of that union that we are reaching in prayer. This is what we get to offer others. We get to just empower this opportunity, this means of being able to see this distinction from any prayer for intercession or prayer from God to do something for us uniquely in a manner that has left a lot of people in doubt. I can recall that for a good part of my life, uh, I'd given up on any notion of prayer, because too many things were not being answered. And... There was more of the focus on the survival or more focus on on this world rather than who I am or who we are. so sweet to read this in this group and and sweetly acknowledge and accept this message to be. Previous to 221 pages <laughs> have been leading <laughs> us towards plus all of our other times of reading this.
0: Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thank you.
1: Can you recall the experience of Praying from a state of fear,
3: huh. mm-hmm. mm, or from sure. a
1: state of, of hope, yeah. And how could that be anything but a failure?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Bless our hearts.
1: Bless our hearts. Yeah. I remember
4: when that all changed for me. Oh, my God, it was back in, I think it was 1981. And I was going through something very difficult legally, and I wasn't sure what the correct outcome was. And I remember from Unity Church, there was a saying, he who is within me is greater than anyone without. And I remember I utilized that at that point. I decided... I'm not going to pray for an outcome. I'm just going to acknowledge the God within as my strength, and whatever happens will happen. I remember that as a distinct and huge turning point in my life. And that's all I wanted to share about that. Thanks.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's really journey, you know, joining in union and relationship when you think about it. Yeah. It's not I didn't Yeah. I, yeah.
4: <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I just remember mm-hmm. it from I was, you know, involved in Unity at the time and I remembered that and somehow it just stuck and I thought or well, I don't even know if I even thought about it. It just kind of came and that was it. Mm-hmm. I just found myself just with you know, just with that particular idea. That's it. Nothing attached yeah. to it, just that idea alone. And I do remember that being such a major turning point for me in my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. the
0: one thing, unity, there was just something so simple. Let go, with mm-hmm. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that summed it up in four words. Let go, mm-hmm. let God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what helps me do when I get to that point. And I say, I step back join my mind and heart and let it be. Let it be. Let uh, let go and let God. That's when acceptance comes in.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I recall within unity uh, in the prayer getting to the point of recognizing whatever I'm asking for adding to it this or something better. Or I remember we call adding divine order, accepting divine order of whatever is to unfold. And hmm. truth be told, it, I would suggest that that worked. When prayers that I was looking for, that I was asking for, I, that did not unfold, that Instead, I just continued on with life and other things became clearer or actually a greater sense of self came out of realizing what I've been praying for was was not unfolding.
3: Hmm.
0: Mm. You know, Reverend Bill, I'm gonna share, you know, when I I think it was about 12, Years ago, when you came to our Unity Church, and then we went on that trip together. We went, where um, did we go? We went on. Um, we took the ferry, and we went over to. Uh, oh, I forgot. And you were at. You wouldn't from that point on. You were contemplating moving west, and I know. You, I remember sitting on the ferry, and. I don't know who else was with us, but we were talking, and you you were—you know—you were at that point saying, like, basically what you just said. You're going. It's like you don't know what's going to be, but you're doing it. You know, you were leaving. I think you were in Connecticut or something, and then you're stopping through New Jersey, and then you're eventually going to wind up west. But I remember, you know. At the time, huh? you spoke to us. Yeah, we were at the retreat. Was it at the retreat? I
1: believe it would have been the retreat, Paula.
0: Yeah, that was uh, the retreat with Reverend Pam. Yeah, that was Reverend right. Pam's retreat. Right, right. Yes, yeah. but I had met originally met you at Unity, and then it was at the retreat with Reverend Pam. And you were yeah. at I'll call that a crossroads. It's <laughs> a good word, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: introducing uh, the unity,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, in unity and course of miracles. Yes, yeah. And yeah.
1: in, 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 introducing mm-hmm.
0: that book. Yeah, that's right. When you that's right, you wrote the book. Yeah, he's an author. Yeah. He wrote. He compared miracles and unity's principles. Yeah, mm-hmm. which are very similar, very. And mm-hmm. unity is what led me to the course of miracles, yeah yeah i think I think, but I think if my journey, like Judy just said, we all had that point, I'll call it the crossroads, you know, where uh or you can say like the prodigal child had to go out and kind of hang out in the muck and then finally find a <laughs> way yeah way oh. <laughs> home yeah <laughs> well that's mm-hmm. what we do
4: I mean we're here to experience the human experience
3: so mm-hmm.
4: here we are
0: <laughs> yeah all very well planned out without with our agreeing with it yep. yeah with our, our total agreement yeah Here again
6: Good evening, everyone. A good day. Charles here.
0: Oh, there you are, Charles. Charles. Nice to see you. How long have you Thank been you hanging out? You. Well, <laughs> long
6: enough to hear about somebody's journey out west. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's always, one, it's always wonderful to hear somebody else's journey. It's always great to hear that.
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: yeah. I was yeah, a little late coming see? on today. Hmm? Yeah, we read through chapter six. And uh, the treatise, the, first, the act of prayer, you know, and it talked about you know union and relationship through prayer, which prayer, and I love how it this You summed it up. get my glasses. I just went blind. I lost my glasses. <laughs>
4: prayer is the act of con- consciously choosing union.
0: That's it. Yeah. Thanks, Judy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's union with yourself, yes, yes, union with yourself, and union with yourself is union with God. Do not forget what union is. So, you're welcome, Miguel. Are you you still with? Are you there, Miguel?
5: Yes, yes, I'm
0: here, listening. you yeah, like to chime in a little bit? I love hearing you. Yeah.
5: Prayer. There's a lot I don't understand in this chapter. But uh, I understand prayer is consciously choosing union. So that much I think is important. But... Uh, that is... Let's see... Um, I like that statement very important for me only from within a state that is real can anything happen at all the state I must. We are called to abide
1: in.
3: The
5: paragraph six point seven. Memory is valuable to us now because it. The re- life's not in perception. Uh, you know. Then it's a divine memory into present moment experience. That that line. The uh, prayer of fear is also unreal or lack. In contrast, true prayer formed in union is a means of creating, recollecting, or recalling the divine memory and transforming the divine memory into present moment experience. If somebody can explain what it means, do that would be nice. That's
6: If I may... Uh, add my two cents in here. <laughs> Hopefully a little bit more. Um, a divine memory is uh, an appreciation or gratitude for or, uh, a feeling of, of a loveliness of a something that I experienced and bring into the moment so that uh, it sort of resonates with my experience. It brings my experience more in line with what I desire for, to have this moment to be the experience of. Um, it's like using memory. For me, what I'm hearing I'm saying is using memory of those uh, divine moments to uh, enhance the moment I'm experiencing now. So that's my uh, understanding of it at the moment. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Thank Yeah. Yeah, that is a powerful paragraph. That's 6 6. To pray out of fear is not to pray at all, because some prayer chooses not the union that is the prerequisite. That's the old way. That's the way I used to pray, out of fear. And I had, like I said earlier, there's times, unfortunately, when I become overwhelmed with the human experience, the fear creeps in. And that's when I, I get on my knees and say, you know, out of fear and pray for help. But all that, what I really need to do is inside and join in the union of the truth and help that fear disappear because it's not the truth. But the human experience gets very overwhelming from time to time. And I love how he says in this work, in other words, it's okay. We will lapse. My humanist, whatever you want to call it, they front and center from time to time. But that's all part of the journey, the soul's journey. And it's okay. Because inwardly, knowingly through my heart center, the truth is still there. But those dark days, for whatever reason, need to happen as a choice the soul made. And that's when I'm, you know, they say the dark night of the soul... Yeah, it's pretty dark and scary. And that's when I get on my knees and say, help. Yeah, help remember. That's more like it now. Help to remind myself of the union and the relationship and the oneness with my father. I am not separate. I am one with my father, God. And find that in this strength and knowing it and it helps. It does help. Ah, I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula.
1: So I have a, I'd say an opportunity here. What is our prayer now? Within this act of prayer? What if we were to have some time to go in for prayer, to be in a state of prayer in this moment with the intention of what he's given us here and see what unfolds for us? Are we open to that? Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> <basically, All> right.
0: <laughs> haven't we basically been doing that, Reverend Bill,
3: opening up? <laughs> of oh, course.
0: <laughs> I need, that. I need to
3: know. curb
4: my enthusiasm. Excuse me, Paula. I just want to, like, add to Reverend Bill here. <laughs> and that I just want to say this. True prayer, true prayer, which is formed in union is recalling a divine memory. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, is a feeling. When I recall it, I'm not going to use my thinking intellectual mind to recall it. It comes through me as a feeling, as an experience. Something remembered. Recalling a divine memory is a feeling, an experience. And taking that divine feeling that memory, that feeling, that experience, and bringing it into a present moment. When I recall that feeling, that feeling of connection, that feeling of union, that experience, that feeling, it becomes a present moment experience. Mm -hmm. That's true true prayer. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: What he's asking us to do, in my understanding of this, is he's asking us to be there all the time he's asking us to operate in the physical world in this physical universe Mm -hmm. as a beacon of light to everybody by operating from that framework all the time as jesus did he did it all he's saying is you know i can do it you can do it he and both Mother Mary had direct union with God. They had direct experience with God, and that's all they're asking us to do is the same thing. That's all. The huh? True prayer. That's it. Yeah.
3: That's <laughs> all. <laughs> <Well>, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, understanding
4: what it's all about and then doing it. Oh my God! I like talking about two different two different realities here, and yet, and yet. It, he, we can do it. There's nothing stopping us except our own limitations. If I say I can't, all I'm doing is just arguing for my own limitations. And sure enough, they're going to belong to me. However, right. if I say, well, you know, if, if you can do it, you know, and he says, if I can do it, you can do it and more. So no, it does never mind the more just, you know, I just want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to experience that feeling of love, that purity, that pureness of just feeling. Divine love, the energy is incredible. To operate from that continuously,
0: I I don't know. I
4: know I'm not there yet.
0: (laughs) But you know, Judy, what I find is I can sit in stillness. Yes. Just find the time to stop and try to quiet this monkey mind, I'll call it, and sit in stillness. That, to me, mm-hmm. is coming close to divine memory and prayer. Oh, and it is,
4: and it does. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I, will, I will say this aloud. I basically um, proclaimed myself a shut-in, okay? And that doesn't mean I've withdrawn from the world. Oh, no, not by any stretch of the imagination. I much prefer the silent, quiet, internal... Love-filled life. Do I interact with people? Yeah, all the time. But I don't seek. I don't seek it. I don't go outside and constantly run around my neighborhood or the city or the, or the whatever. I don't do that. That holds no interest for me. I am much more interested in feeling this divine, loving experience. And if I can have it, and if I do have it, and I do have it more often than not just by being still and quiet most of the time. And that's not a life for everybody. I grant you that, you know, and I don't suggest Mm. anybody, you know, do what I do, if it's certainly not your cup of tea. However, I do find it is for me. I love it. I love it. I don't feel like I'm missing a thing. Mm. So that's just sharing part of myself.
1: I certainly recognize in the dialogue. In the context of dialogues that we have had, that there's expression that comes through that does not come in other manners, but it comes through in in the dialogues that we have shared. I said, I'm uplifted, I'm energized, I'm inspired through that. And I also recognize I also recognize the opportunity here of the stillness that Paula was referring to as a means of simply dedicating or choosing to be open. Yeah, the word is choosing to be open and accepting whatever unfolds for us.
0: You know... And you can find that stillness, like yes, you can, you know, take your way, take yourself away from the mass browse, and find that solitary place. But like Gloria, with her, her garden, with her flowers, with her fruits and things, she gets in the, that. To me, is a sign of stillness too. That to me is an, somebody's making a lot of noise back there. Thank you. But I and I think you have to agree, Gloria. When you're out I know you have a beautiful garden, you have you grow things. Isn't that where you find your solace and connection with God? And like a prayer, an act of prayer. Am I being heard? Yes. Yes, you are. Gloria.
1: In
2: Um Yeah, I have a <clears throat> recollection of um, pray for others. <clears throat> that was the beginning for me to become a chaplain at church. Um, I have the experience to then my love my compassion to a friend of mine uh, in Mexico City <clears throat> and and I the next day I I left another town and I received a phone call this my friend is looking for me and I called her back and she was very happy she said guess what <clears throat> I am after you pray for me last night and the next morning I get up I didn't need a wheelchair I start dancing with a broom in the kitchen Um, so that was for me the beginning of praying for some someone compassion and love and union that and that time I make this I I share this um, this moment with my friend and Reverend Bill Reverend um, Blair at that time in San Diego asked me to come to the prayer um, group so I became more involved in that and I was sent to to be a chaplain and also to be the chaplain the head of the chaplain, so i I grouped several chaplains in that time And that we i i learned the prayers with fear will not go nowhere. It's like the fear is more intense <clears throat> um they probably God will no answer the uh it, it was not. A good place to be but after that being a chaplain I learn more about my with my own family my own son I I see the, the the challenge but I also see the results and I always say thank you God for answer prayers but whatever was the prayer I learned not to ask for specific things so I um that that it was for me the big experience in my life that I'm, I'm grateful for that. So this, this chapter six, for, for me brings a lot of memory of after prayer, that is also a miracle calls together the prayer and the miracle when I let God to do, to do at work. Not me try to tell, do this and do that. I, I will not have no control anymore. Let go and let God. That's to me the basics of prayer. Let go and let God. I'm complete. Right
4: on, Maria. That's perfect. Thank, Thank you.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm on, Thanks, prayer team. I'm on the Unity Prayer Team. And we get a list of names and people send in through our website what they want prayer for. But like you, Gloria, I hold those people in my heart. I see them whole and complete with God, with love and compassion. And I don't see them with fear. And I pray that they, the individual souls, join in union with the thought that, you know, what they're going through. I, I don't, you know, I look to just pray, you know, to them, their souls to remember. that how they are whole and complete and loved. And to bring those precious memories back to them and eliminate the fear. And yet yeah, I've seen miracles. Yeah. Prayer works when it's done with union and relationship with God. And and you that paragraph you said it it says prayer and miracles work hand in hand once both are seen for what they are. Do not forget what union is. Union is the mind and heart being joined in wholeheartedness. It is your union with your true self and union with your true self is union with God. And that's how I see all my brothers and sisters. That's In beautiful, union with Paula. God. Thank you. Yeah. And I feel honored to be on that prayer team. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Paula. Yeah.
0: Myself, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> You're
4: reading my mind, then I, girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then I, I turn to my, you know, the, the, my past my Reverend Angela, and she helps me remember, brings me back in line, Especially during times that I'm really faulting, and doubting, and questioning, and then she makes me remember the divine memory. When miracles didn't do work. When, you know, the loving times, the good times. Yeah. Anyway, I'm complete. That was lovely. Thank you. Charles, are you still with us?
6: Yes, I am. Thank you. I'm contemplating what you're saying about stillness and what's coming to my mind is calm. A calm that cannot be disturbed. Uh, You know, undisturbed calm in the stillness is regardless of what's seems to be happening all around. There's a sentence, certain sense of calm and stability in one's presence of being, and of which I've experienced before. I've experienced a, a lot of craziness in front of me, but there's a sense of calmness inside of me that didn't seem to match what was going outside of me. And as I focused on that calmness, everything seemed to settle out, settle down around me. <laughs> and it was just uh, the experience. This woman was screaming and yelling and carrying on. And I was watching her and I was watching her. And I felt this really steep calmness inside me while I was watching her. And the whole room started to feel a little brighter. She became more calmer, more quieter. And I was watching, curious. And she really started to feel good, and I started feeling good. And it was just my focus and my attention was on my calmness and not on what she was going through. And to me, that was a demonstration for myself, (laughs) that stillness and calmness work hand in hand in uh, being with someone while they're going through whatever they're going through, uh, we don't can't solve any of their problems or anything else. But if we can be calm and still, there's a presence that has an intelligence far beyond any of our understanding that can rearrange everything, rearrange the whole atmosphere. Uh, I don't know, I just thought I'd share that because you sort of inspired that in me when you talked about still and being calm. And with this new study I'm in now, is how do I uh, enlarge that calmness and stillness? How do I enlarge that? How to become more calm and more still and more stable within that calmness? And uh, my practice is... More so in becoming more focused on true intent um, for that experience to be that way in my daily activity. Um, this is one of the reasons I'm more interested in practicing. Um, a discipline rather than reading a book at this present moment I'm more into a, a discipline that's given me experiences from before that I need to strengthen more so now because I've I I just feel it as the, as the energies increase during the days we're ahead the, the it's going to call for greater calmness and a greater stillness to be experienced uh, to help in whatever's coming ahead so that's how i feel inside anyways thank you i'm complete
3: sure
4: wow charles that was perfect yeah. what an example that was a beautiful example
0: yeah yeah Based on most- But you know, you said something so profound. It's all inside. Yeah. So if I, you know, if I can maintain that stillness within myself, yes, it's going to emanate out to everyone. Not yeah. you know everyone. As you know, we know it's always inside, and that's where it's you know does the most, the greatest value. We don't have that calm within. We can't share it with our brother. What we're sharing is our fears and our doubts and all the rest of it, you know, the negativity. We're joining in that collective consciousness that permeates most of the human experience. So if you can walk into the eye of the storm and know it's not the truth and it can't harm, it only helps. Yeah, that's the place
4: to be. That was just such a beautiful example, Charles, of what you did and what you mm-hmm. created out of a sense yeah. of love. That's all mm-hmm. energy. And it's, it just felt like you just raised your own energetic vibration to a level that was just permeated whatever room or whatever space you happen to be in. And as we all know, energy doesn't know anything about time, space, or distance. So, who knows where that effect ended up or landed, or whatever that was just beautiful
6: well, I don't know if it was for love that I was there doing it. um It was more so for the sake of sanity and realization that there's something wonderful I'm feeling while i'm observing something that doesn't seem so wonderful, and well, that wonderful beyond. and that wonderful became stronger as I focused on it, Mm -hmm. rather than on that which was occurring around me. Yeah, Um, I heard that. uh, Because to me, the peace that passes all understanding is something that I cannot manufacture in myself. It's something that I have to give my attention to as a desire for. To become more realized as something uh, that is more stable than what's outside of me
4: allow um, it, allow, allow it to surface from within
3: Mm-hmm.
4: yeah I've and, never tried to manufacture that experience it's just for me it's just a so, matter of allowing it to surface that's from within. It. and I'm sorry yeah.
6: for interrupting <laughs> well <laughs> i've tried i've got God knows I used to be a counselor and I used to Counsel uh-huh. people and help people, and <laughs> yeah. and my yeah. logic would 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 last for a short time. Then all will fall apart on me.
3: Mm. And so yeah, that gave me appealing. a
6: contrast. Yeah, that okay. sort of said I didn't do anything. There was no understanding here. There was nothing going on except this feeling I'm having.
3: That's right.
6: Feeling. It was the feeling I was ha- well. I was given. Allowed. I allowed you I, allowed it to surface. I, yeah, I, I allowed it, and I, I, I it was something that was a given. Like when I when when I listen to Gloria when she speaks, uh, she's having a feeling, and that feeling is being heard when she's mm-hmm. sharing. And that feeling means everything when we hear it. Yeah. yeah. So the language barrier goes away. Everything goes away. And that feeling becomes number one on the hit yeah. parade in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's <so> true. <laughs> and I truly appreciate that.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. I get you. I get it. I get
6: it. Yeah. Mm. I feel it yes. <laughs> the same, same with Reverend Doe. When, when, yeah. when that with feeling comes through him, that mm-hmm. feeling becomes hit parade inside my heart. And mm-hmm. his words are just like the musical notes. It's not so much what he says, but the feeling that's transmitted from the words. Um, It's that love that we all share together as home. Yes. And it's always in my memory. It'll always be in my memory wherever I go, regardless if we're physically together or not. That will always be something I can bring with me. And it'll forever be a blessing in my life, so... You know, I'm and sure. the same with Judy yeah. and her excitement and, th- and thrillment on the, <laughs> on the line here, and her giddiness mm-hmm. and joyfulness. And your beautiful, wonderful, uh, divine presence that radiates uh, I among mean, us is also beautiful. Everyone here, Paula, and your your quiet, genuine, sincere desire to be the the most beautiful person you know yourself to be, as God knows you to be, actually. Mm-hmm. You know it's truly appreciated.
0: Yeah, it is, you but know, you know so it back to all of us—the oneness of us. We are one. Yes. yes. When oh, I am I... emanating, and you're emanating and energetically.
6: Let yeah. me not forget McGill. Oh, loving McGill. <laughs> We've had Miguel. some moments together, me and McGill. And I tell you, they are such a blessing to me. And uh, I truly cherish our our time together. Thank you.
0: Yeah. We want to, Reverend Bill. Everyone that comes on, is connected. We felt it. That's why we keep coming back. Yes. To see feelings. And you know, the feelings of peace and the
4: feelings of love and the experience of God are one and the same.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So
4: no matter what label we put on it. It's all the same. It's just different expression of the one feeling of love of God of peace. It's a purity. Oh, I just love it.
1: So I wanted to jump in. (laughs) Too bad we can't raise our hands here. (laughs) I know. Um, Charles, that was so moving, so beautiful um, you're expressing what you did for, for Gloria, sharing with Gloria. And it's what I, I, my sense of it is, you can't hear it enough. But it, it it it's sinking in, you know, I, um, I've had the same experience with her of, of her sharing and uh, her speaking from her heart. Um, and, and I've listened to crowds. In silence, just, just ticking with her in every word that she has to say. That is so sweet. I'd like to share also about uh, an experience <coughs> that, that just came, came up. I hadn't thought of this for years, but while I was in, in ministry school, I worked at Silent Unity for about two and a half years. And there was one particular call that I got a call from a woman, uh, and she had received a grant to do some sort of program. Didn't even know what the specifics of the program or what the grant was for. But she had been given the grant for like three three years earlier, and she was now down to about one month left. Before she was to have this completed, and she was confused, and she had no idea what to do going forward and i I listened to her and and spent time you know just just being with her as as she said what she had to, and the message that came through for me that I shared for her. Uh, this just came to, and it was certainly not from me, but the message was, my friend, you forgot who you are. You are one who was able to achieve or be given a grant, indicating people had confidence in you and your capability and the potential that is there within you and that you forgot who you were in this moment or at that moment and and as i was sharing this to her i was just getting more and more empowered more and more connected with her and she was feeling that she was seeing it as well and by the end of the the call uh she she recognized what she needed to do to keep going forward on all this but it was it was uh, just a clear, direct channel that that I'd say that I was serving her with at that point in time, and there was there was a prayer being received and extended, in the response to it, and it was, uh, I mean, there, there were there were many prayers, many experiences like that during all that silent unity time, but but this one was. It's just amazing to just watch and, and see how she remembered who she was. And she knew that she had the capability to bring this off. So, uh took me to, for a trip of remembering or, or a memory, found that experience, and that connection that was there, that clearly was of our oneness. And as we are looking at prayer today, clearly is recognizing we've never been apart from God. We are always, in our, our prayers, in our deepest heart, we are receiving the perfect answer that we need at that point. It may not look like we expected it to, but simply that prayer reaching out is opening the door to the trust that he is referring to, or the truth that he's given us in this chapter.
6: Thanks. I'm complete.
0: Oh, thank you for that, Reverend Bell. Thank, you. That yeah, thank oh, you.
6: Thanks, Reverend Bell.
0: Yeah.
1: Thanks for the opportunity to recall that call.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a divine memory.
3: Yeah.
6: You know, it's
0: kind you know, of strange, so, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to just briefly say, you know, I know I forget, like, you know, Reverend Bill recalled that, and if we really, sat, if I sat back and think of the time that I had a divine incident that I can recall, really remember all the times, and there were many, but you, I know I forget. I forget when I get caught up in my own craziness. But they come. They come back. And those are the ones that settle in for me. And remember who I am and why. Go ahead, John. I'm done.
6: Thank you. Uh, I was going to share the same lines as when I have any worries or concerns, and they do surface and they do come up, um, prayer is just remembering um, that which works, that which works has worked in the past, and to focus on those as to bring that clarity into the moment With anything that arises that causes me worry and concern. Because they do arise um, with family, with situations, and different things that come in that arise with inside of me. Because when I do ask for um, to be healed of anything or forgiveness of any sort, that which is I hold unforgiven, that's below conscious level, will surface and come into my awareness. That's a guarantee. I have a lot of issues inside my physical being that are surfacing. And I thank God they're coming to the awareness of being now that I can truly uh, bring stability back into my life. And I see that occurring physically inside me. Even though my physical uh, aspect of my being causes concern, but it also brings the idea that it helps me to strengthen my attention and my focus. Otherwise, I would no longer give attention or focus to anything. And uh, I would become what they call a lazy creator. (laughs) I would just allow things to happen, however they would happen.
0: That's a coin
3: phrase. Lazy creator. Okay. Well,
6: I got that from Abraham Hicks. Are you a lazy creator? Are you just allowing things to occur without paying any attention to what's occurring? You know, and there is there is some sort of training and discipline going on here that needs to occur in order for life in sort in order for you to create. It's not something that just happens. Because in this world, when things just happens, uh, they're usually accidents. <laughs> Call them happy accidents, but still accidents nevertheless. <laughs> uh, so keeping focus, keeping uh, our greater awareness of being, uh, the, the natural way of being, versus the unnatural way of being. I love when Jesus says the carnal way of living or the celestial way of living. The carnal mind is that of survival and and, uh, day-to-day living sort of idea. The celestial way of being is that of how can I best uh, be a gift for this day that lies ahead of me what gifts can you offer in me and through me for this day you know knowing that the creator which is greater than I and I love that creator greater than I it gives me the the sense that yes I am a God but I am a God because of God (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a God on my own (laughs) that I can do whatever I want you know and it gives me the idea there's a focus and attention and purpose. You know, so. Thank you, I'm a complete.
3: Yeah,
0: a perfect, <laughs> I love right? that
1: line, Charles.
0: Yeah. I am
1: a God and I am a God because of God. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a keeper. Perfect. That's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And always everything shall unfold for unfold for the highest good of
0: all concerned always whether we like it or not
4: oh I I gotta love it
0: the highest (laughs) good
4: for all concerned that's in God's hands
0: oh yeah that's the
4: acceptance yeah that's total acceptance yeah Yeah. no matter what it looks like it's gotta be for the highest good for everyone concerned Yeah.
6: yeah 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 I like that what you said. Whether you like accept it or not, it's like whether yeah. the ego agrees with it or not.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's it. That you, you realize
6: that there, yeah. there there you is like there is not. that other side of me. There is that other side of me that I've made up, and I've done a good job well, of making it up. I'm very well convinced well, yeah. of it. I'm. It's very convincing to me because I gave it that power to convince me. Well,
4: <laughs> you gave it. You gave it the power. Honey, because the ego is what you interface the, with the world with. That's its Amen. job. The ego's yes. job is just simply to interface with the physical reality that we're involved in. That's it. That's hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, it has a function.
6: Yep. And so does the Holy yeah. Spirit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: And they and they yeah. work great together. <laughs> The Holy Spirit
0: it. doesn't even recognize the ego. <laughs> it just does. it. Once. it's like we we're the one that put it on a pedestal and and put you know the yeah. ego. We do it. The no, Holy we don't Spirit want to put the ego the on a pedestal. Yeah. The Holy Spirit yeah. knows the it, purity. It's, it's useful.
2: Truthful. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. To put to put my ego into proper perspective, I just remind myself constantly that the only reason that it is here is so that it can interact with the physical world. That's it. It doesn't yeah. have an, any more important role than that. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I need it for. It's the only thing it's useful for.
6: <clears throat> this, is where I, this is what confuses me, if you don't mind me I add into this. Um, sure. The ego, the ego is a thought system based on fear. Um, yeah. But the, how I act within the world, uh, or how I interact within the world, can be done either with fear or with love but the world itself is neither fear nor love it's just what is it's it just is. Yeah. Ob- object it's i don't need the Neutral. ego to act i don't need the ego to interact with this world that's yeah. what, I'm, what i'm basically so saying I, is, I don't the need
0: the child that world is within us
6: yeah but that world also is objectified outside of us is as real as the ones right. inside of us. But how, to, yeah, the how one you, that we
0: created, the air above, yeah. What are you creating
6: within? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into subjective and objective realities here, so I'll, I'll let that go.
4: Oh, that can be confusing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because
6: the course deals with purely subjective values, and when I start dealing with the objective values, which the Course really doesn't deal much with because the the Course of Miracles and the Course of Love are are basically uh, uh, subjective in their realities because it is a subjective relationship. But When it comes to the objective world, going on the bus, sitting with people, talking to people and stuff like that, that has nothing to do with ego-based or Holy Spirit-based, It has everything to do with interaction at a carnal level, which is a different frequency level than that of the higher realm of frequency, you might say. If I change my frequency, have you ever seen the um, uh, Celestine Prophecies?
1: No. Uh, Yes, I have. I've
6: I've seen the movie, I've read the book, and I taught the book as well. It talks about how we steal energy from one another. There's four different ways we steal energy from each other. Uh, In other words, we use other people to get our energy from. They're called any drainers or vampire energies. And -hmm. if we go to source for our energy, we don't steal energy from anyone. We're just giving energy all the time. And in giving energy, source gives us more energy to give. That's right. Uh, But we get caught into games and we play games with each other in order to get energy from each other. And there's four different ways we play games in the, in the Celestine Prophecies. And as you watch the energy stream between two people, you actually see how the energy being drawn back and forth. But when you see energy bright around one person, that means their energy is... Connected to Source, they were no longer taking energy from anyone. That's why, you, when you see all these pictures of Jesus and all these saints that have halos around them, they are lit right. by Source, Source mm-hmm. energy. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I do go on, um, but I to get back one to of the po- point <laughs> back to the point of the ego. We do not need the ego to interact with the world in which we live well,
4: actually we, okay the ego okay maybe we're misunderstanding my use of the term
6: okay right i'm Thank not you.
4: using the term as it's expressed in a course in miracles or a course of love or in any other writing okay i'm simply using the ego the outer ego as opposed to the inner ego if you like it's just a designation and it is actually not even a realistic designation because we are whole we're just talking about aspects of our wholeness And as an aspect of my wholeness, I have what is called an outer ego that interacts with the world, that speaks words, uh, that doesn't operate telepathically as in my normal state, that just kind of deals with everything objectively. I'm probably not going to explain this properly, but just... uh, Okay, so my understanding of the ego is that, yeah, there's an aspect of myself that deals with the outer world that I've created. There's an inner ego which deals with everything within me. The ego is not a dirty word. And and what I'm describing here, it's not a dirty word. It is just an aspect of self, an aspect of my whole self. You know, I can talk about my subconscious. I can talk about my dream world. I can talk about anything at all. The point is, is that I'm just, you know, we are all just, we are one whole self. That's it one whole self. We use these designations to describe certain aspects of ourselves. That's it. Uh, you, know, you know, like I, I don't see ego as being something dirty, awful, or whatever. It's just an aspect that I use to mm-hmm. talk on the telephone or to do, we, do anything, yeah. cook, cook a meal, whatever. That's it. You know, it's The egoic self, yeah. The egoic self.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Anything.
6: In the psychological term, egoic self. Because the, the, Jesus mm-hmm. used to use the word carnal. The carnal mind. Whatever.
4: It's a that yeah, which it's operates. whatever b whatever,
6: yeah, whatever
4: labels.
6: What the ego in the Course of Miracles talks about is fear thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Fear.
4: However, which, yeah, that's it. But there's well, fear of thoughts. It's not necessarily ego. Although the course does depict it as ego. Okay, I just happen to see ego differently.
1: Okay. It's Thank you. Of, it's reflecting in effect a basis of a thought system. That we're relying on, that is rooted in fear. And yes. when I when I hear of the the notion of of looking at the objective of reality or the term objective reality, I would maintain I would suggest that whatever that objective what seems like an objective reality is still subject to the perception of each individual. Totally, so they, totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah yeah that's yeah. that' that's what they will use as a means of of dealing with whatever the matter is um, i as you were going on to that discussion charles i i'm I'm fighting that you know just back into the re- i appreciate the mention, the message of energy within that discussion, and I'm also recognizing the thought the idea that we have it even preceded energy. That that I believe what we're, is what we're finding within, our are, are dabbling, if you will, within, this, uh, within the course of love. And for that matter with all these things, everything that is presenting itself for us to show, ultimately, in effect, what beliefs I have put in place that are not the truth.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: and and the ego I, to me that ego plays that fulfills that role of ultimately sooner or later me discovering what beliefs I have put in place that have not been real have not been the truth. So
6: yeah, thanks for yeah, this little. the idea poem. is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, My that's, yeah. My, my question is that can you live in this world without belief, just as a pure knowing and this is my desire in my in my stillness and calmness and coming to know a greater source as that which operates in me and through me, as living only from that source, as Christ lived in this world only from that one source. Did he see a world where he knew absolute, where he didn't live by belief anymore. He lived by the knowingness Mm. of what he knew within him as greater than that which is without. Yet he was able to relate conceptually with people outside him, but conceptual, not based upon a belief, but based upon a knowing. This is my... That's you know, this is my,
3: dire.
6: you know, yeah, to, that, to be that's, as that's Christ is, 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 is on earth, to be Christ now,
4: yeah. to yes, be the and elevated self in form. Yes, and that's what he is asking of us. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Correct. Perhaps that was his 40 days experience, his 40 day yeah. and 40 night experience. Yeah. I wonder if we went, the went
4: to the shopping
1: Of recognizing <laughs> that, that. <laughs> it's all for him to create all for him to have it, and all for him to create and to extend and and, and that,
0: that's our purpose that
1: is to continue to
0: and for us to yeah. create as Christ did become Christed that we yes. continue in that form of yeah. creation yes. that's yes. Our purpose. and then, how many
4: of us how many of mm-hmm. us are willing to spend that 40 days and 40 nights in isolation as he did I don't yeah. know too many of us who are willing to do that, but that is what he's asking of us, to yeah. take the time
0: to develop. Charles, in
1: line with your question, in line with your question about um, do we have to have beliefs to exist in this world? Uh, yeah. My sense of it is is that, that the, re, the attainment of you might remember way back early in the Course of Miracles, the message of attaining true perception. And then there's a message in that true perception that says that God takes a final step. But our attaining that true perception, is, to me, is us reaching a point where instantly we can forgive anything that we are attracted to or anything that we are attached to in any way. We recognize that I'm hooking myself. I'm attaching myself to this matter, and I am willing to forgive it. I f- forgive my belief in it. Forgive whatever belief had me attracted to that to begin with. So, my sense of it is is that that with him now telling us about the elevated self, true self form, that that is possible.
4: It is possible, absolutely. And, uh,
3: and, 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 I guess we'll, we'll ladies find and out gentlemen, down
6: the road. We're going to have yeah. to
0: bring this conversation to an end. It's that time Thank you. Of thank you.
6: Thank you.
0: It has been a great, yeah. great dialogue. Oh, my oh God. Can, I'm
4: sorry, Paula, sweetheart. Can I just add one thing? I just want to ask Charles one question.
6: Yeah. Okay. Charles? Yes.
4: Do you? What do you think? What do you feel? What is your belief? Do you think that you can live in this world without a belief system?
0: Without any With sort of beliefs? It? It's world. His. When you I'm asking him. World. him. His world. Yeah, your world, the world you perceive is this world. My world, your world. There's no world, it's world yeah. within.
3: Yes.
6: I think Reverend Bill answered it quite nicely. He said he used the word hook. It reminded me of a fish taking the the hook, the bait. So thank you, Reverend Bill, that the word of hook answered the question. Thank you.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, this
6: is Thank a you very break. much, everyone. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, you, all
0: thank you
4: everybody. Love to all. Interesting
1: questions and discussion. Thank you, Charles. <laughs>
4: thank, thank
1: you. The to be We're at the right, right place, <laughs> right time for that type of material. We'll see you guys okay. in two Every,
0: weeks. God bless oh, okay. you,
4: all of you. Bye bye. God
0: bless you all. Bye bye. Love you. you. Now. Thank you. Bye, now. bye bye now. Bye now. Love you Bye
3: now. Bye.